0: How about it y'all, you got the Lake Seminole Ramblings podcast. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Country Boy Baits, made for the swamp. I personally guarantee that you will catch fish with these baits. They're awesome. Check them out today, www.countryboybaits.com. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about the fishing report then we're gonna have a long chat about the US Army Corps of Engineers and their management of Lake Seminole. Then I'm gonna play you an article that we found uh, talking about the same thing. And we're also gonna go over and talk about our giveaway at ease campground dinner for two. Big thanks to our Patreons, Brett Bush, Miles Mosley, Mason Mosley, John Sullivan, Dole Browning, Charlie Howard and Jamie Kochevar. Y'all thanks so much for the support. You want to be like these guys? We'll head over to our website and join. And now, let's get on with the show. All right, water condition report. Flint River is normal slight stain, 90, 91. Spring Creek is clear, 90 degrees. Fish pond drain is uh, slight stain, 91 to 92. It is warm on the drain areas that you can get to. Uh, Chattahoochee River is stained, 9091. Uh, water levels have been all over the place this week, from 76.68 up to 77.1, which is full pool, and then back down to 76.66. So we've been getting a lot of rainwater. Again, we talk about this a lot, but rainwater from all over the state flows in as both major river systems, um, besides the Savannah River, obviously, but two major river systems flow into Lake Seminole. And uh, they carry water from North Georgia all the way down. So that's why the water levels fluctuate sometimes. It depends on the rain that's coming from the rest of the state. And it usually takes about three days to get here. All right, fishing report for you guys. Bass fishing has been good. Uh, I've finally been getting a topwater bite. I can't wait. I get to finally announce it to everybody. Topwater bite's here. Uh, The grass is finally starting to set up a little bit. It's still not as crazy as it was last year. Um, but it's it's coming in. You can start seeing some mats um it's kind of setting up like it it was last year finally it, it took an extra month, but um, I'm finally getting a top water bite so I uh, also saw massive pods of shad um all over the flats, like the ten foot flats that are real close to the grass points, like the last little bit uh there have been pods, maybe mm. Six-foot-by-six-foot pods. I mean, big pods of about two-and-a-half-inch thread fins. And um, there's been all kind of fish on them pushing them up. And if you get close to the ambush points and work the irregularities and places they can hide on those grass lines that are real close to the pods, you'll get bit. Um, I was throwing, like I said, a walking bait. So walking baits will get you a good strike. Uh, Flukes also worked. Um, for me, and they're working well right now from other guys that I'm hearing, as well as big worms like a Country Boy uh, Pole Boy. So that's an 8-inch ribbon tail. Those work well. Speed Worms are working as well. Uh, June Bug, Red Bug, those are the colors I'm hearing about. Yeah, but I was able to pull uh, small schools of brim, like maybe 5 or 6, and these are little bitty brim like the size of your hand. And i take that fluke and i throw it up on the grass line, and I'd work it out and then these little brim would come out of the grass line, and they'd start pecking at that fluke. And uh, to me, that's the best way that you can get a big fish to come eat your stuff is by doing it that way. Um, and the reason is it really looks really lifelike. If you've got a bunch of little brim coming up hitting on that lure, that bass ain't going to be able to stand it. He's an apex predator. He's the king of the water. He doesn't like something else um, eating something he could eat. So, and I've just seen that with time on the water and stuff like that. They don't like that. Uh, I've seen a lot with needlefish too. If I throw a uh, a topwater bait or something like that, and I have needlefish that are pecking at the back of the bait, or if they're stalking it, a bass don't like that. I've caught some of the biggest fish on topwater with needlefish stalking it back to the boat. They just really don't like that thing. So, um, that's just something I'm seeing with the fl- with the fluke is pulling them brim out of the out of the grass. So, uh, we all know that. Big bass like Brim on Lake else, so that's a really good way to uh, get him to come eat. Is to come, he's gonna wonder what all them Brim are, are doing looking at that bait. So, yeah, another thing I'm patterning, I'm patterning the bite. At least you know the, the week we just had, um, I was getting bit like I caught eight fish at two o'clock in an hour in the summertime. You know that's kind of odd, but uh, this was all on the top water. Maybe two fish come on that fluke. Uh, But it was right about 2 o'clock, and the the past week, storms have been rolling in or cloud cover's been rolling in, you know, starting about noon to 2 o'clock. And uh, that's when I've been patterning my bite to be is when that cloud cover starts coming in. And some other guys I've been talking to on the lake, um, they're saying the same thing. If they can find a a pure shade spot or they can find... um, an area that you know an area that's got shade or has a good cloud cover comes in they're getting bit as soon as that cloud cover comes in just a touch of wind you know if it's real still it's hard to get a bite regardless but if you get just a little bit of wind coming in too um you usually can catch them pretty good um i threw a spinnerbait around pretty good i did not get bit on it but i also um and it's hard to commit on something when you get bits i mean i, I threw it around i checked places with it but i didn't commit to a spinnerbait bite but i have heard people are catching them on a spinnerbait also um so the hot spots right now um up spring creek um so go up not all the way to uh, the powerhouse up there but uh south of there so north of big gyms and south of the powerhouse is supposed to be a pretty good area right now and um, i'm catching them on the flint um y'all will see listening to the podcast the more y'all do i love the flint side that's where i fish all the time sometimes i fish on the um on the drain a little bit but uh north of the state park the carp gates it's so ate up a grass you can't really go up there so i'm sure you can but i'm i live right here and it's um there's just a trail up through there once you if you were to drive over Fish Pond drain right where seminole state park is you'll see it just looks like a go devil trail up there uh it's so thick so i guess the cores just resign themselves to managing any of the grass whatsoever but um The flint and the creek are uh, the good places to go work. And if you crappy fish, um, same thing. They're in these shad pods. Y'all should have seen the amount I've seen on the the electronics. And then, of course, big catfish coming in behind them. Uh, So that's another thing that's pretty cool. Um, And you can tell the difference in a catfish um, and another fish on the graph because a catfish, his bone is real hard in his head. And that's what you get your hook echo off of. Whereas a bass or any other kind of fish you're hitting a swim bladder um so if you see a long arch that's red all the way from the head to head to tail, that's usually a catfish or you know sturgeon or something like that, but usually a catfish when it's around a big a bait ball like that um so something to keep in mind if you didn't know that if you ever see a r an arch you know it's a fish i d it's an arch, but it's red all the way around that's a catfish, so anyway, if y'all like catfish. They're mixed in with this too, and uh, you know I I know some guys. I'm starting to get in with these um with these catfish tournament guys, doing some of their reels and all. And uh, I didn't realize it was as big as bass fishing is. Um, I mean they have night tournaments and all kind of stuff on the other side of the lake. So that was pretty cool. Um, guys, we got a problem with the lake. Uh, the core. I don't know what's going on with them, but they just refuse to um do any kind of work and um i mean i'm out here at least 250 days and i never see them um i never see them spray i never see them maintain i never see them do anything last year they released a spray schedule that um overlaid everywhere they were going to go on the lake and they were going to spray and take care of this and that la la they hadn't done anything and it's not even the grass i could care less to be honest with y'all i care less about a grass i mean we don't want the whole lake overtook but at the same time it is good fish habitat there's a fine line what i'm concerned about is all the debris left over from the hurricane and like i don't know if i'm the only one that sees it i mean i know there's a couple other people that have that have tried to bring it to everyone's attention but y'all this is like gross embezzlement is what it screams to me if you have fema emergency management money and rescue money and all this stuff that came in where did it all go because the debris damage is still here i mean if y'all been into at ease and drive down the the run into at ease there's a sailboat in the run. Have you seen it? It's off to the right. You probably can't see it now because it's all grown up. That's how long it's been in there. But if you go down past the Indian Mound, there's another boat. And there was another boat down at the east bank. I hadn't been down there to see if it's still there. But so think about this. If you're a homeowner on the lake, okay, and you leave your picnic table or a chair or anything else, out on your dock for more than 24 hours, they're going to come by and tell you to tell you can't do that. No, 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 you can't put that chair out there, la, la, la. You know, they, they talked to a guy over at At Ease because he had a chair on the dock, and he was fixing the fish out of it, and they said, oh, no, you can't have that there. Okay. So if that's the way that it wants to be, that's totally fine. If there's going to be that level of strictness, cool. However, as residents and taxpayers of the counties that surround this lake and the federal law that was passed to make it, the Corps is responsible for the lake, not anybody else, not the U.S. Coast Guard. not, and you, That's another excuse they're trying to come up with. This is, it's the Coast Guard's responsibility. The Coast Guard ain't got nothing to do with this. This, is, this lake was founded by the same act that made Lake Lanier and all these other places, and it, was, it said right in the law to be maintained by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So why is the lake not being maintained? If you go through Jack's Cut, you will see a giant pile of wood. It's still not cleaned up. The hurricane was in 2018. So we're coming up on 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We're coming up on five years in October. Five years. The last time that I personally reached out to them and asked them when they were going to go clean Jack's cutout, they said that they they didn't have any money in the budget and they had to look at it for 2023 budget. Well, now they're telling us that they don't have, they're two years behind on the budget. Can somebody tell me what they're spending the money on? Let's think about it. Okay, so here's, if you're friends with me on Facebook, I was talking about this the other day. So here's another thing. Now they're letting these companies come in. So you can't keep a picnic table or a, or a chair or things like that on your dock. But now they're letting, and they've done this for a while, but they're letting outside companies come in, which I'm cool with, capitalism. They're letting outside companies come in, and they're charging a fee for the permit for this outside company to come in and clean up in front of your dog. So now the homeowner that gets held responsible for everything else is now responsible for doing the core's cleanup job while the core makes money off of that permit. I, I'm just so dumbfounded and and you know I've been around this lake for 15 years my dad grew up was born and raised in Bainbridge all my family is from Bainbridge and I've heard about this since the lake was made that the Corps does not take care of the lake well, all we got to do something about it we can't just sit back and talk we can't go talk to a lawyer we have to all come together and make the Corps do their side but it's just getting a re- real, real fishy to me, okay, that they're two years behind on a budget, yet they got FEMA emergency money, but yet we can't get somebody in here to clear out any of the back passages. It's not just Jack's Cut. It's all of them. Go back to the turkey pond, the hickory pond, Cypress Pond. It's all that way. They don't care. Either they don't care or there's somebody that's in that office, that is embezzling all of this money because that's the only solution it's not that they've been out here replacing channel markers because there ain't none that's been replaced the one that Sealy's has been broke for like a year now there's one that's been hit by lightning north of Jim's it's still splintered there's one missing inside of Jim's run they just put a little piece of like conduit pipe up it's the most half i've ever seen in my life and i'm sorry but this is government at its finest And i'm sure they're going to hear this and they're going to start coming after me whatever that's fine but if you haven't been through there go through there you will tear your equipment up through jack's cut or you will meet another boat head-on and if there's a tournament going on and there's people from out out of town here and you meet somebody running 30 40 20 10 doesn't matter how fast you're running if you're on plane in that blind spot with all that wood, there's nowhere to go. It's going to be a collision. Someone's going to go off in the woods, and someone's going to get killed. And then that's more bad pu- publicity for the lake. Not to mention, it's hurting the tourism. It's hurting everybody's businesses that's listening to this because people are not coming here because they're scared of the lake. So, real quick, I found, I was messing around on YouTube, and I found um, I found a news clip that was put out earlier this year or maybe february or something like that but um i want to play it for y'all and um this is from wmbb news 13 and so um we're gonna play this and this is the extent of the attention that the lake has gotten this was published february 9th 2022 check this out Florida and Georgia residents are upset at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. They say the Corps has done nothing to clean up tons of Hurricane Michael debris out of Lake Seminole. It's News 13's Chloe Sparks tells us they're turning to local government to get involved in the fight.
1: Lake Seminole has been in rough shape since a Category 5 hurricane swept over the state line in 2018.
0: The Corps of Engineers has done nothing to speak of in the lake to do any cleanup. It gets worse every year. And it's going to continue to get worse if they don't do something now.
1: Petrie and Godsey are sending letters to state and federal officials requesting $2 million in immediate relief for lake restoration, and an additional $1 million a year for upkeep and maintenance. The lake's condition has caused a multitude of problems for boaters. Some are having difficulty maneuvering their boats around fallen trees and debris. It's also making a negative impact on tourism.
0: We're going to lose the lake if we don't do something.
1: Members of five different county commissions are supporting the cause. Perhaps the most complained about issue is invasive grasses taking over the lake. The hydrilla in that lake and damage that was caused by Hurricane Michael was, was devastating to our county. And so it, 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 it needs to be fixed. And I'm, I'm glad to see representative of other counties around. Godsey and Petrie plan to send the letters on Friday. In Jackson County, Chloe Sparks, News 13, Panhandle Strong. Surrounding
0: businesses report loss of revenues because tourists just aren't visiting the lake. Well, imagine that. Would you go to a lake that you could possibly cause about 7000 $8,000 worth of damage to your lower unit because the marked channels that were installed in the 80s, you can't see where to go, can't where to turn because half of them are missing or broken or you can't see i mean this is crazy this lake has not been maintained it looks the same way at least the run markers and everything everything looks the same as it did in 2005 nothing's been changed nothing's been fixed up nothing's been anything and the grass the grass to me is irrelevant right now it's it's the danger that we have in these runs and I'm just real confused where all this money has gone to. I mean, have we thought, have we stopped to think about that for a minute? Where, I'm sure they get millions of dollars, right? And they don't open the books and show us. And anytime you go ask them something, they just tell you something. That man that you heard on the uh, news report we just did, or I played for you, um, I've talked to him personally. They told him that they had a contract to get a bunch of the channel markers taken care of. Why do they need a contract? They get This is their lake. They get millions of dollars annually to take care of the lake, and they have to contract this out to somebody else. It's all bullshit. All of it. And the more that we just let them get away with it and don't get loud, go into the politicians. Politicians are just, it's just a show. They're not going to do anything. They want to pretend that they care. But the reality is they can't do anything because this is local county government and it ain't got nothing to do with the lake. The lake is owned by the core. So until everybody that cares about this place until we all band together and go to the core and say, enough is enough. Open the books. We want to see where all this is, or it's real simple. You can go to the U S army Corps engineers website and file a complaint with the inspector general. And uh, I think if everybody did that, we'd get some, some resolution going on, but I've been to other core lakes and I don't mean to just sit here and rant about this, but it's very important but I've been to other lakes all over the place that were core owned and they're nice. They don't have an abundance of grass. They don't have broken channel markers all over the place. They don't have old channel markers that have floated away and are sitting in the middle of stump fields that people from out of town think, Oh, I'm in the run because there's a green buoy right here in the middle of a springhead. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, Anyway, you're going to start hearing a lot from me about this. This is going to be um, something I'm going to start pushing a lot harder. We need this lake back in good shape. You can go on YouTube and see in the 90s and in the 2000s, there were tons of BASS tournaments, pro tournaments, all kinds of tournaments out here. And I know some of y'all are going to hear this and go, Chris, we don't need any more tournaments out here. Right? I get that. But we do need tourism to come back, right? We do need to show people that the lake's awesome. But if their first experience with it is backing their boat into a giant mat of hydrilla, and then the second they get out there, they don't know where they're going because the channel markers are broke, they're never going to come back. We all know the lake's awesome. We want to share that with other people. And they're not going to move here. You know, some people that are worried about, oh, God, we don't want to get that many populations. Y'all, we live south of the Nat Line. Don't worry about that. Let's just let people come here and enjoy it. But they're never going to do that if they're scared to run the lake. And when the Corps is not held responsible yet, they hold us responsible for every single thing that you do if you live on the lake. It's a double standard. It doesn't make any sense. It's a double standard. Do as I say, not as I do. Don't ask us what we're doing. We tell you what to do. We'll come out and safety inspect your boat and make sure you've got everything that we say. But don't ask us to keep the lake safe so you don't get killed coming through a shortcut. It's just, it really grinds my gears. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry for cussing, but that's just the way it is. All right, getting off my soapbox. All right, so anyway, our fine friends over at Addie's Campground and Marina, they have donated a $50 supper for two over there at their fine restaurant. And um, so we're doing a giveaway for that this month. The drawing will be August 15th. There is a secret word you need to listen to. It is Wingates. So um, go over to LakeSeminoleRamblings.com. That's our website. Scroll down to the middle section. You'll see the giveaway form. Enter your name and uh, email address in there. And enter the secret word in the comment section that is uh, Wingates. And that'll get you entered. We'll do that drawing, like I said, August 15th. And, um, it's real easy. Just go ahead and get in it. And it's real good way to win $50, uh, supper. Uh, gratuity is not included. So make sure you take care of your, um, your server. But other than that, it's free. So go over there and eat, enjoy the good atmosphere, good people. They've done a lot of hard work over there. Um, it's really starting to feel like it used to feel. Um, when I kept my boat over there and stuff, I hate to say it's almost been 20 years, but, um, It feels like it used to over there. It's really good. I really enjoy that place. Um, I wish I lived on that side of the lake so I could keep my boat over there. He's fixing to redo all the slips. And, I mean, his to-do list is a mile long. But the man's a machine. His name is Mr. Don. And he's a machine over there. He gets everything done. He knows how to take care of his folks. So go over there and pay him a visit and tell him that we sent you. I know y'all got some rods that are laying around that are missing guides, missing tip-tops. I know you got some reels that are laying around that are nasty, need cleaning, the drags are slipping, the worm gear's not winding like it should. Give Seminole Rod and Reel Repair a call today. They will uh, hook you up, they'll get you cleaned up, they'll build you a custom rod. Uh, Head them up on Facebook, Seminole Rod and Reel Repair or 229-481-5550. All right. We appreciate all our support. Make sure you head over to our website, LakeSeminoleRamblings.com. We've got merchandise over there. We've got waypoints for sale over there. Uh, We also have a link to our Patreon. We have a couple more spots open on the Patreon. Um, There's monthly GPS points on where we're catching them. There's uh, a subscription bait box, and there's some other things on there um, from our fine sponsors, Nichols Lures, Country Boy Baits. Uh, These are some really good bait boxes for the money. Um, I don't even really want to say what we uh, what our bill is for some of this stuff but it's fine lures and it's the lures that we're using on the lake at that time what's going to catch them it's not just a a sponsor pack from from so and so and here it is randomly I actually reach out to them and I say hey this is what I need this is what I'm catching them on and they send them so um, head over to that com, like I said and um, that support it's crucial to keeping the podcast uh, growing and um, keep it quality. And it also helps us to uh, bring you events like the July 4th tournament that we did and um, helps us plan future events. Um, We're also kind of kicking around the idea of a big bass tournament. Um, So that might come next year. We'll see. It will be just like kind of like big bass tour, but modified a little bit for uh, what we've got going on in this lake. So anyway, um, y'all appreciate the support appreciate y'all listening and uh tune in next week for another episode of the ramblings you've been listening to the lake seminole ramblings podcast i'm your host chris taylor y'all thanks so much for listening head over to our website www.lakeseminoleramblings.com and check out our online store that we have waypoints and drinkware and apparel and some random other stuff like that Or visit our Patreon, which is also linked at the same site, where you can join and uh, get in on the Bayfox and Waypoints action and some other stuff like that. But uh, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for the support. And until next week, see you next time.